Welcome to the Dream Mason Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. A dream mason is a person who's brave enough to declare they have a dream and committed enough to do the work to build it. I know we all have a dream mason inside of us, and my dream for this podcast is to support us by giving us a glimpse inside the hearts and minds of leaders, creators, and innovators to help us unleash our inner dream mason. Because your dreams don't build themselves. Welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast for another episode of The Bricks. And today is actually a part two, or as men like to call part twos of things, sequels. You know, it's just, I don't know why. I don't know why we like to do that, but men like sequels, especially if there's violence and action involved. Yeah, explosions. Thanks, Bob. And I have, because this is a sequel, we're actually going back and building on a brick from about a week ago, which was on love and intimacy. And we're going to take that. And I have Bob Conlon back, my friend, colleague, another coach that I admire and love working with. And Bob is here. And we're going to talk about vulnerability as access to power. What's up, Bob? What's going on? Happy to be here. This is uh, this has been a fun little little dream mason brick to build (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm all right with you calling it little because bricks are little thanks for that (laughs) little bricks (laughs) nice so we were talking about love and intimacy and we really dug in on that on the part one you know we really dug into why we'd want to be like what not even why we'd want to be but how kind of to look inward and and how that's all tied to love and intimacy. And now we're looking at vulnerability as access to power. How do you see these things being connected? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm almost wondering if like this episode should have been the first one and love and intimacy Mm -hmm. should have been the sequel. For me, it took like some of the most insane amounts of like courage and vulnerability to get to the ability to that inward intimacy I was talking about. And like, you know, ultimately that, that ability to love myself and love others. But when I, when I think about like vulnerability, so there's two things, vulnerability and power. So vulnerability is, I think fundamental and the core, the core concept or core way of being that's going to help me get my needs met. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, as a man, I'm taught that, you know, I, I'm self-sufficient. I can handle it. You know, I, feelings aren't that important. You move on. You're a survivor. You just do. And um, the, the vulnerability piece gave me that, gave me essentially a voice to counteract that way of being. Like, I'm scared, I'm feeling a little unsure of myself, and I'm going to, you know, share what I need or, or share what's, you know, what I'm feeling inside or what's wrong with me. How does, and then how does that get you to, how do you take that to becoming more powerful overall as a, as a human being or a man in the world? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it was the catalyst to create partnership in my life. 
So not only in my marriage with my, my wonderful wife, but, you know, in my partnerships with, you know, my, my friends, my, my business colleagues, um, it, it allowed me to, it kind of almost brought me like to like an equal level, not by any means that I held myself up, but I think what I'm really pointing to is like, it brought the humanity in and it allowed me to be a request and a demand for support, which then gave me access to power and power to move through and then power to create. Okay. Yeah. That, that kind of that piece on the catalyst part, like it gave me the energy and like the belief that I could exceed and I could achieve where I thought I could not. Got it. I, when I think about vulnerability as access to power, I am always taken back to a story that I heard Brene Brown tell. And I don't, I'm not quoting this. I don't have the story in front of me. So this is my recollection and my memory of it, but it's pretty, it's pretty close. So she tells a story about how she was working with like Navy SEALs or Marines or somebody in that like intense regiment of the military. She's talking to them about vulnerability and they go, they're not vulnerable. They basically had a firm. We're not vulnerable. We're Marines. We're Navy SEALs. We're men. We're strong. Mm-hmm. We're powerful. And she asked them, do you guys have families? Do you have kids? Do you have wives? Do you have parents? Do you have people you love or things that you love back at home? And most of them did. And she went, so how can you say you're not vulnerable? Because every day you guys put your lives on the line. Now we could look at this for firemen too, right? Or policemen or anybody who's actually out there in a really dangerous, quote unquote, like very masculine job. Mm -hmm. Put your lives on the line every day. You could be, your life could be taken from you at any moment. Now this could happen to anyone, but in these jobs, it's heightened because of the acts that they're performing every day. And she goes, and if that's not vulnerable, like you could lose everything and they could lose everything. And the thing that, that they were missing was vulnerability is only actually possible. Excuse me, let me say that again. Courage and strength and bravery are only actually possible through vulnerability. If it wasn't scary to run into a bunker where dudes are firing weapons at you, then how could you be courageous to do it? It actually requires you to be vulnerable, to be brave or courageous. And I remember like hearing this and being like mind blown. Like, oh my God, they're actually, that connection, like we as men are just like, we're brave, we're courageous, we're strong, but we only are those things if we were vulnerable. Yeah, I, I love that, man. I, I love like the total like real world example of like, you're physically vulnerable. Like you're mm-hmm. physically putting yourself in harm's way you know, in service of, you know, something greater or helping or whatever it is. And, you know, I, I love how it, it kind of also speaks to like that, that inward vulnerability, right? Like putting yourself out there, you know, so as to help yourself or to be the better version of yourself, like putting yourself, you know, what your brain perceives as harm's way. Right. Yeah. But, um, 
you know, it's actually in service of, of, uh, you know, moving forward. Yeah. That's a great, uh, I love that story. Yeah. It's, I use it. I mean, I share that all the time with, with really men and women, but I have tons of clients who vulnerabilities to stop that they don't see that the thing that's stopping them in their business is an inability to be vulnerable or an inability to be intimate or create a relationship or to, to fail. I think a lot like mm. vulnerability is required in being willing to fail. Because, like, and if you think about it, just getting on a bike, if you're a little kid and you're getting on a bike, you're vulnerable because you're going to fall off the bike. Now you don't necessarily know that as a little kid, but you probably know it's scary, which is why kids like get help when they're learning to ride bikes. Yep. And I think like for me, I see that, willingness to fail that vulnerability willingness to fail in the leaders that I most admire you know they're because it makes them human if I'm if I'm a leader or whether and I don't care let's look we're, we're two men we're having a conversation that's like kind of directed towards masculinity whether it's male masculinity or female masculinity if I can't fail I can't actually I likely won't ever succeed or do those things, but it requires me to be vulnerable to put myself in a position that I can fail. And the leaders I most look up to are people that go for it all out and might be left standing at the 50 yard line with their, you know, with their head tucked down because they lost the game or they're balling on the side of a basketball court because they like gave it all they had and they still lost. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that came up for me too, like as a, you know, as coaches, as coaches, a lot of what we do is, you know, pushing our clients outside of our, our comfort zones. And, you know, in my own work too, with my own coach, like pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And that's really, it's really a, just another act of vulnerability, you know, cause my, my, my body, my brain, my heart, all that, it perceives all that as essentially a threat, you know? So, you know, allowing myself to be, you know, put out on display and to really just get out of my comfort zone and, and lay it all on the line, you know, is really probably one of the scariest things that can happen. You know, and that's like where, yeah, that, that like support, man, like the support and the partnership, you know, that this way of being creates is so critical. How do we redefine masculinity? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, ultimately for me, you know, it, it's redefined my masculinity as like being this heart-centered man. Like that, you know, being vulnerable, being scared to not know is is part of the deal. Like that's, that's almost like the new normal. Cause I am, I have, I know I have awareness that like all of the, the stuff that I really want in life, the big dreams, you know, like the big business, the, uh, you know, the insane joy, the insane happiness, um, you know, the beautiful wife, like, you know, the riches, all that stuff is all outside of my comfort zone. And like this version of masculinity is the man that's going to be vulnerable to put himself out there, 
the man that's going to allow the love and the intimacy in his life to support him to actually go and get the things that he says he wants, you know? And it's like, dude, my life is beautiful. I could never not, (laughs) I could like stay right where I'm at and be fine. But like, I know there's a higher calling for me in my life. And you know, this, this piece of vulnerability is almost like a prerequisite for me to, to go and get it. Yeah. I love that. Cause it, it's, we, we can do it the way we've always done it, which is to pretend that we're not vulnerable or not mm-hmm. be vulnerable and just be strong and try to be men and create power from that. Yeah. But what I would look out in the world and go, it doesn't work. Like as simple as that, like, look at the world we live in. It's actually just not working. There's, there's more evidence that shows that it's not working and yet we keep doing it the same way. And for me, redefining masculinity becomes about changing that model. Mm. It comes about, you know, when I look at, when I think about masculinity and this, I don't know if people think of this, like I think of Martin Luther King and Gandhi, the willingness to, and there's tons of others. I just picked those two. The willingness to be vulnerable and be attacked and not fight back. And you can choose to fight back. It's not like fighting back or not fighting back is right or wrong. But in not fighting back, like there's no more vulnerable than that. Like you're standing up for something and you're expressing it through yourself and your needs and your wants and your desires and doing it for tons of other people. And you're unwilling to do the thing that almost everyone else has been doing that I'm saying isn't working. Wow. Yeah. That's some pretty powerful stuff right there. You know, that's how, that's how, that's how we do it on the Dream Mason podcast. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> this is my very new to the podcast. So, um, yeah, I think that, I think that taking that to, you know, I don't know if I'll have kids like, you know, I don't, you don't have any kids yet, but if I had kids, that's the person that I'd want them to be like, look, I'd want them to be able to stand up for somebody if they had to physically. And I want them to be able to choose that they don't have to do that that they actually can get the things that they want and create the world and help create the world that they want through love, through connection, through relationship, through everybody getting what they want versus you get a little, I get a little and everybody's like sacrificed and missing out on what they really want. To me, that is redefining masculinity. That's access to power. If we all get what we want, there's nothing more powerful than that. And most people will sit out there and say, that's not possible. We should compromise. Everybody doesn't, you don't get everything you want. And we'd be like, yeah, well, in the world we live in, you don't. And look how that's going. So maybe there's another way. Yeah. And talk about like the ultimate level or display of partnership, you know, where we're all supporting each other and, you know, we're all okay. And we're all okay to be just how we are and still get to dream as big as we want. Yeah. Any uh, resources, tools, practices, or anything you want to share with people about, you know, supporting them and getting using vulnerability as access to power. Yeah. Some couple of some things I do with my clients are like, you know, do five, you know, vulnerable things, like whatever it may be. It might be like going up and telling up home at like a, an open mic, or it might be sharing, you know, a secret that you've never shared before or um, some type of practice that actually gets you out of your comfort zone and, and gets you, comfortable with being uncomfortable if that makes sense and um 
you know, I, I really think it's, you know, it's, it's any opportunity to, to push yourself in this new and different way. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this is another book you know, I'd probably recommend to called like getting real. Uh, it's written by a PhD, Susan Campbell. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you familiar with it? Yeah. Yeah. I've read it. Yeah. I, I read it a few years ago, so I can't say like, I remember it, but I remember reading it and I remember it being powerful. Yeah. It's just like, a, it's another way to, to help kind of relate to yourself and others in this, you know, in this kind of more authentic way. And, um, has you stop worrying about what others may think of you and just kind of getting real and owning, owning yourself right wherever you're at. Yeah. Nice. The thing I would give people to practice vulnerability is access to power is to go a step further than they normally would go. And what I mean by that is to say the thing or do the thing where they would normally stop. So if we were in a relationship and we noticed, oh, I don't want to say that because I might hurt their feelings. How do I go one step further? How do I say that thing, but not say it because you're trying to be a dick? Like say it because you actually think there's value in sharing it. I had a conversation with somebody the other day. It was, it was probably one of the coolest conversations I've ever had with somebody I didn't really know. I met this person through a networking group and they were sharing their business with me, really trying to like sell me on their, this product. And I listened to their whole thing and this part of me really wanted to say to them, like, I didn't think they liked what they did. Like, I just had this gut sense by like who they were being in the conversation of sales that they didn't like their job. And I, and I had that voice in my head going, man, there's so much possibility in sharing that because what if they don't, they could actually have access to, to things that don't exist. If they actually realize like, I don't like my job, but I don't want to be mean and say this thing. And I did my own thing. Like, how do I say this in a vulnerable way, in a kind, vulnerable way from heart? And I asked the guy permission if I could share feedback on his presentation. He was like, sure. And I straight up said, if I feel like you don't like what you do for a living. Is that, you know, is that true? Like, it's just the sense I got over here. And the guy paused and was like, you know, I, I don't really, I mean, I, I do this and like, it makes me money and I'm trying to build this business, but you know, maybe I'd like it more if I was being more successful. And then and I kind of laughed and I was like, I don't know that it works like that. Usually if you liked it more, then you'd be more successful versus if I get more successful, I'll like it more. But what the cool thing is, is he actually was going through some stuff personally and he opened up and then shared that real stuff with me mm. and the next day he was dealing with those personal things, which were like real intense personal things. He called me and said, I just need a friend to talk to. Mm -hmm. I've literally had one or two conversations with this guy via like networking. And I was like blown away. Like this guy considered me a friend. I don't know that he would have done that if I wasn't willing to go that one step further, be vulnerable myself and share that thing. And then he was willing to get more vulnerable. It was really, really cool. And you could do this anywhere with your kids, with your wives, with your husbands, with your bosses. And it doesn't always require saying like a bold thing, but it does require noticing where you stop and going to that uncomfortable place that's a little bit further. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, and again, it goes back to that, having that partnership, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to bring it, yeah, being able to, to be the authentic version of yourself so as to bring that out in others. It's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. 
No, it's great. And relationship can get created in a moment. Like I didn't really think that was possible. And, and then I got to see it firsthand, like through vulnerability, especially people can connect really powerfully. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bob, thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing about your life. Thanks for sharing about your clients. Thanks for the willingness to be vulnerable. Again, we're not going to make this a trilogy because the third one's usually bad, except for back to the future three, (laughs) but uh, we're, we'll do another one of these bricks. You'll be all back on here. It just won't be a, a trilogy to these two. Thanks for doing this again. Thanks for the vulnerability and the honesty and the, the commitment to men that you have. How can people track you down and follow you on social media or get connected with you if they're interested in coaching? Yeah. Best way is probably hit me up through my website, which is conlincoaching.com. You can also shoot me an email at Robert at conlincoaching.com or hit me up on Facebook at conlincoaching. Nice. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dream Mason podcast. Please subscribe to the Dream Mason podcast so you don't miss an episode. Share it with a friend and give us a review on iTunes. I am grateful to have had you here. If you want more, you can follow or reach out to me, Alex Terranova, on Instagram at inspirationalalex or at thedreammason.com, or email me at alex at thedreammason.com. And remember, you are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves. Dreams can't stand by me, so dreams can't find me.